Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. It was June of 1985 when the newly formed pioneering leadership team of Youth with a Mission Montana met together one day just outside of Kalispell, Montana, to ask God for some very important and very specific direction. In our last episode called Stop, Look, and Listen, I spoke about the absolute importance of listening to the voice, to the words of God for direction. Well. This was one of those stop, look, and listen moments. We were preparing to make a bid on the old Air Force base in Lakeside, and we had absolutely no idea what to bid for the property. We were clueless because the government was holding what was called a candlelight auction. Bidders were supposed to submit a written offer, and the government would then choose the highest bid. <laughs> well... That'll be easy. Not. How do you determine a value for an abandoned Air Force base in the middle of a forest? Ah, but we didn't need to determine a value. We would just stop, look, and listen. We would ask God how much to bid. I'll tell you what God said to us, but before I do that, let me first tell you how we prayed how YWAMers and other committed believers often pray in nations all over the earth. To do that, I'm going to lean on a few very helpful words written and often spoken by our friend and founder of Youth with a Mission Worldwide, Lorne Cunningham. They are summary words found in the last few pages of one of the best and most popular books ever published on the subject of hearing God's voice. It's called, Is That Really You, God? Subtitled, Hearing the Voice of God. It's filled with very interesting hearing God's voice stories. If you don't have a copy of it already, go online and order yourself one. You'll be glad I suggested it. Lauren sums up his fascinating book with points to remember to hearing the voice of God. For our purposes today and for time's sake, I've chosen to highlight certain of those key points. And I'll plug in a few thoughts of my own. A quick suggestion here. Because we're doing a little more teaching than storytelling today, and because of the importance of this subject, you might want to listen to this episode a second time and then pause frequently to take notes. This could really be helpful the next time you stop, look, and listen for God's voice. Lauren prefaces his teaching points with these introductory thoughts. If you know the Lord, you have already heard His voice. It is that inner leading that brought you to Him in the first place. I love that. That's so simple yet so profound. Lauren goes on. Jesus always checked with His Father. John 8 verse 26 says, For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me. That's what Jesus did. And so should we. Hearing the voice of the Heavenly Father is a basic right of every child of God. 
Amen, Lauren. Okay, here is the first key teaching point that Lauren makes. Don't make guidance complicated. It's actually hard not to hear God if you really want to please and obey Him. If you stay humble, He promises to guide you. He promises. Regarding Lauren's first key teaching point, he offers three simple steps to hearing God's voice. Along the way here, I'll include scripture verses that Lauren uses. But again, for time's sake today, I won't quote all of them. Step one to hearing God's voice, submit to his lordship. Ask God to help you silence your own thoughts and desires and the opinions of others that may be filling your mind. Reference, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Even though you've been given a good mind to use, Lauren says, right now you want to hear the thoughts of the Lord, who has the best mind. Reference, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which includes the words, Do not lean on your own understanding. And that, as I said earlier on, is my life verse. Step two to hearing God's voice is resist the enemy, in case he, the enemy, is trying to deceive you at this moment. Use the authority that Jesus Christ has given you to silence the voice of the enemy. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And step three to hearing God's voice, expect an answer. After asking the question that's on your mind, wait for him to answer. Expect your loving Father to speak to you. He will. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. You know, I got a scripture here that fits too. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Now that you've heard the three steps of Lauren's teaching point number one, here is his teaching point number two. Allow God to speak to you in the way He chooses. Don't try to dictate to Him concerning the guidance methods you prefer. He is Lord. As young Samuel did, listen with a yielded heart. There is a direct link between yieldedness and hearing. God may choose to speak to you through His Word. This could come in your daily reading, where He could guide you to a particular verse. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. He may speak to you through dreams and visions. There are multiple times in the Bible where God did that. But probably the most common of all means is through the quiet inner voice. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, this is the way you should go. Key teaching point number three. Confess any unforgiven sin. A clean heart is necessary if you want to hear God. Psalm 66:18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That seems pretty straightforward. Number four. Get your own leading. God will use others to confirm your guidance, but you should also hear from Him directly. It can be dangerous to rely on others to get the word of the Lord 
for you. Reference, 1 Kings chapter 13. Number five, don't talk about your guidance until God gives you permission to do so. Sometimes this happens immediately. At other times, there's a delay. The main purpose of waiting is to avoid four pitfalls of guidance. First, pride, because God has spoken to you. Second, presumption, by speaking before you have full understanding. Third, missing God's timing and His method. And fourth, bringing confusion to others. They too need prepared hearts. Reference, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 7. Number six, and I really appreciate this point, Lauren says, and I wholeheartedly agree. One test for true guidance. Does your leading follow the principles of the Bible? The Holy Spirit never contradicts the Word of God. Number seven, every follower of Jesus has a unique ministry. Reference, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. The more you seek to hear God's voice in detail, the more effective you will be in your own calling. Guidance is not a game. It's serious business where we learn what God wants us to do in ministry and how He wants us to do it. The will of God is doing and saying the right thing in the right place with the right people at the right time and in the right sequence under the right leadership, using the right method with the right attitude of heart. Next, number eight. Practice hearing God's voice and it becomes easier. It's like picking up the phone and recognizing the voice of your best friend. You know his voice because you have heard it so much. Compare young Samuel with the older man Samuel. Reference, 1 Samuel chapter 3, chapter 8, and chapter 12. And Lauren's last key teaching point to hearing God's voice. Relationship is the most important reason for hearing the voice of the Lord. God is not only infinite, but also personal. If you don't have communication, you don't have a personal relationship with Him. True guidance is getting closer to the guide. We grow to know the Lord better as He speaks to us, and as we listen to Him and obey, we make His heart glad. Lauren uses this verse in conclusion. I love this, and I believe this is exactly what it's supposed to be like for God's sons and daughters today. From Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And there you have it, simple yet powerful teaching points to hearing the voice of God. And these were the same teaching points that we followed when, as a leadership team, we asked God to tell us what amount we were to bid for the Air Force Base. My first thought after we asked God that question was to turn to Georgia Penniman, who I've spoken about before. Georgia was a longtime friend and dedicated intercessor. She had long practiced today's teaching points, and she was a woman who, like Moses, knew how to hear God's voice. Georgia, I asked, what are you hearing? I will never forget her answer. She said, David, I'm hearing these words. Pay whatever it takes. I'm pretty sure my jaw dropped open. 
as I quietly stared at her. After some seconds, I said, but, but Georgia, we have to write down an amount. We, we, we can't send the government a bid in an envelope that says we'll pay whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Well, she said, that's what I believe God said. What was weird is others were saying the same thing. Lauren Cunningham included. What? I honestly can't remember what had come to my mind, but it wasn't whatever it takes. My dear friend John Briggs, who had been corresponding with the government, didn't hear those words either. Instead, John would put together a proposal with some kind of amount written on it. He was just about to send it off when the phone rang. Apparently, the government wasn't satisfied with any of the offers they had already received. They were canceling the candlelight bidding format and going forward with a standard on-site auction format. And guess what that would mean? God wanted us to make the final offer. And that would become whatever it takes. On the morning of June 6th, 1985, close to 40 of us would gather together in the base cafeteria, prepared to make the final bid, whatever it would take. We ended up acquiring the entire Air Force base, which included, among other things, 40 beautiful Montana acres, bordered on the north by a year-round creek, three huge dormitories, several important service buildings, and 19 three-bedroom houses for a whatever-it-takes total of $450,000. God was faithful with His guiding words and powerful with His provision. Dear friend, your father and my father will always be faithful to speak to us. We need to and never forget to put our faith into action and believe that he wants to talk to us whenever we're willing to listen. He wants us to hear his voice because he wants to guide us throughout all the moments of our lives. Oh, Father in heaven, we love you your voice. It brings us guidance. It brings us confidence. And it brings us peace. Speak to us, Father. My dear friend and I, we'll be listening. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.